America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. As you start your eight-hour day, NASA starts a 12-and-a-half-year job of monitoring the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft. It's on its way back to Earth with asteroid booty. For almost two-and-a-half years on the meteor Bennu, NASA has been scooping up and picking up samples from the boulder-strewn surface at a site named Nightingale. Joining me this morning to talk about it is NASA OSIRIS-REx Mission Implementation Systems Engineer, Anjani Pollitt. Good morning, Anjani. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Sounds like the mission went well. I read where the spacecraft's robotic sampling arm snagged up so much sample that it overflowed the collection system. Yes, that's correct. We were quite surprised, but also extremely happy about all the samples that we collected. That's a nice problem to have. You want to come back full. Exactly. Describe what is coming back to Earth. So we collected more than 60 grams or 2.1 ounces of sample, and that is now safely stored in the sample return capsule aboard the spacecraft. OSIRIS-REx, the entire spacecraft, is now on its journey back to Earth, which will take two and a half years before it lines up with where the Earth will be. The sample return capsule itself will be released by the spacecraft and will travel through the Earth's atmosphere and land under parachutes at the Utah Test and Training Range on September 24, 2023. And the rest of the spacecraft will sail on by the Earth. I was scribbling some notes as you spoke there. How much weight of sampling is coming back? More than 60 grams or 2.1 ounces. 2.1 ounces? I would... So more than that. We don't have the exact number. Okay. I was thinking pounds. Right. I know to a lot of us that sounds like a small amount, but for scientists who will be studying this material, it's actually plenty of sample. A big exercise was done prior to launch to plan out exactly how the sample will be studied and used in the laboratories here on Earth. And we are actually confident we have more than that coming back, but even if it is only 2.1 ounces, that's in fact plenty for us to study here on Earth for years to come. Anjani Paula joining me from NASA. She's a mission implementation systems engineer. Why this particular asteroid? like Bennu are ancient remnants or time capsules of the early solar system. They've been relatively unchanged and are therefore great objects to study to learn about the formation and evolution of the solar system. This is actually NASA's first asteroid sample return mission. And so in addition to studying the asteroid up close with the spacecraft, scientists here on Earth will be able to directly study all of this material that we bring back from Bennu. I think it's fascinating to hear the explanation about why it takes two and a half years and involves, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I read where it involves circling the sun twice in order to sort of anticipate where planet Earth will be 
when it's time to land. Help me out. Yeah, that's exactly right. The spacecraft will have to orbit the sun twice before lining up the orbit of the spacecraft and Earth so that they coincide in the same location at the same time. And so we're firing the main engines to start that journey and send the spacecraft back on the correct trajectory to line up with Earth. What has been your fingerprint on this project, Anjani, as the Mission Implementation Systems Engineer? I'm a member of the operations team, and so I have been able to see each step of the mission as we were getting ready to approach asteroid Bennu, as we've been studying the asteroid and surveying it in detail, and really getting a first hand look at all the engineering challenges that we have had to collect the sample. I have specifically worked in science operations, which means that I've been really focused on how we use the science instruments that are on the spacecraft to observe Bennu and really map the surface in exquisite detail so that we could choose a sample site and also so that the science team can analyze the entire surface with all of the instruments that are on the spacecraft. Tougher to land on an asteroid than a planet? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah? Bennu is, in, um, is a very small object compared to Earth. And so it's what we call a microgravity environment where the gra- gravity is really, really small, which means it's actually very, very tricky to operate a spacecraft in the vicinity of the asteroid. So we did not actually land on the asteroid. We touched the surface for just a couple of seconds to collect that sample and then backed away from the asteroid. Two and a half years to get there, a few seconds touching the surface, and then two and a half years to get back. Yes, well, we did also spend about two, two and a half years actually studying the asteroid in detail um, before heading back to Earth. So the first year of that was really surveying it in detail, mapping it all out, because we didn't know what we were actually going to see when we got there. So that actually took a lot of time, and then we selected the sample site, and then there was a lot of prep work among the operations and engineering teams to prepare for that couple of seconds sample acquisition. Amazing. I mentioned at the beginning two and a half years of monitoring the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft. Does someone from NASA have to watch it, monitor it every day for two and a half years? We do upload commands to the spacecraft that tells it what to do ahead of time because there, it takes time. We can't just joystick it around because it takes right now about 16 minutes for a signal from Earth to travel to the, where the asteroid is. So we do uplink these commands ahead of time and the spacecraft autonomously executes them. However, there is always somebody who is on call and who is monitoring what is happening just in case something happens to go wrong. Anjani, thank you so very much for representing NASA here for this conversation about OSIRIS-REx. Anjani is the Mission Implementation Systems Engineer, spending some time with us on Lincoln Live.